Um, Stephen, did you have anything to uh, kick off the show at all? Um, here's the thing. No. Okay. Um, but if any either of you fellows do, then I'm certainly willing to uh, to go along that path. Okay. Um, all right. I've got something. I've got something. So, um, do you guys ever remember your dreams when you have them at night? Sometimes. That... Still depends. Uh, really? Sometimes. Really? Wow. I rarely do. But I, uh, I woke up, I think it was uh, maybe Wednesday, Thursday morning, something like that. I woke up from a dream, and um, I was like, oh, wow, I actually remember what I uh, dreamt last night. And I was thinking back on it, and I had a dream that I took a nap, uh, <laughs> which is kind of weird. <laughs> dream within a dream. Yeah. That, uh, so was, that sounds like my, my wife's uh, best thing ever. Your wife's too, maybe. <laughs> right, yeah. She's doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it, uh, most of the time, as an adult, I find my dreams are mostly uneventful. It's just doing mundane tasks or, mm -hmm. you know, napping, evidently. But uh, when I was younger, I had, like, crazy dreams. I, one time I had a, a, a rerun dream. Have you ever had one of those? Oh, I have those still, once in a while. Do you really? Yeah, it has to do with um, school. Like, I never left school, like uh, junior high. And it's like, it trips me out. Well, I still think about that. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess it was a bad time in junior high. I'm like, I should never have left or something like that. I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll get it. And I'm like, why? It's so really? long ago. Like, why do I think about that school? So, yeah. Man. Now, are you doing the same thing in the dream each time? Uh, no, different things, but I'm there. And, like, oh, some, really? of the, some of the same people I remember are there. And I'm like, oh, why am I here? Oh, that's and crazy. It's weird. It's, uh, I haven't had one for a while, but I'm sure I'll have one tonight now since I'm talking about it. <laughs> so thank you, Brent. I appreciate it. I'm going to call you in the night, Brent. Right. Have this dream. What if this is actually the beginning of a Twilight Zone episode that Brent is setting up, and uh, you wake up tomorrow and it's real, and you're back in junior high? What would you do with all the knowledge you still have? You have to relive it. Oh, my God. Uh, he'd, he'd get in on that... Uh, that podcast game early. The best yeah. in Apple and Disney, that's for sure. Roll them the deal. I feel like it's uh, it's everybody's goal, yeah, to just, you, it's so easy to make money back in the past, but um, at the same time, who's going to listen to a 13-year-old, you know, uh, be like, invest in this thing, mm -hmm. but um, I also just really don't want to relive those events and see those people again, so <laughs> that mm -hmm. just that's horrible to me. I think I tell myself to draw more, but then I get mm. bored of it real quickly. I'm like, oh, no, I got better things to do with my hand at that age, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I get it, yeah. yeah <laughs> so this kind of dovetails into a separate thought uh, that I was going to say for a later episode. It, I mean, it just came up. DuckTales? Woohoo. No, not this time. But <laughs> it, uh, I was thinking of like, man, if they made a... Uh, like a third hot tub time machine movie mm -hmm. like it like that sequel seems like it was stretched a bit thin anyway yep. like i never saw it but um <laughs> just like that it was so I was like all right come on. i saw the ending that's it but there you go <laughs> i thought how could they um revamp it in a way you know make it a mm -hmm. little bit more interesting so i came up with an idea of hot tub crime machine <laughs> so <laughs> it's a, a combination of hot tub time machine obviously uh -huh. and then like inception Right, so okay. you get in the hot tub, you go back in the past, and you do crimes. But then you catch up with your uh, past selves, 
who then get in the in that same hot tub and steal the crime machine from you, and they oh. go back further. It's just it's just like it, it really doesn't make any sense. Uh, about thirteen minutes spirals into the out. movie, yeah, 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 it gets it's bad immediately. But you know, <laughs> as an idea, but it has a good hook, and you really get people in there. Yeah, right. So good, good, title. Going. good title. Yeah. Just gotta work on that. that. Sounds like a thing I know. I'll go see it. My in-laws will enjoy it, but I mean that will be about it. really low there. I uh, I'm I'm actually kind of on board with this. Um, I thought you were gonna say more like it was like the the cast coming back from Hot Tub Time Machine, um, but like like Law and Order. Dun, dun. So it's like a procedural crime show. Yeah. Yeah. But with those guys, and they're like, you know, we're here. We might as well solve some crimes, mm-hmm. and. You know, I, I, I can actually uh, be down with that a little bit. So, like, Christopher Maloney crawls his old ass over the, the side of the hot tub and, like, we're yep. going back in, in time. <laughs> I mean, I love that dude, so I would totally accept him in the, in the cast. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's... I think I think we're good. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the show. Okay. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Well, how about we're doing it, then? And I'm Steven. I'm Brent, and listeners, you're hearing a, uh, a dulcet tone over there. And if you're thinking to yourself, is it summer and winter? You might be correct, because it just got a whole lot more tan at the LTAS <laughs> building. We've got Daniel Sanchez returning to the podcast. Daniel, welcome back to Let's Talk About Stuff. Thank you. Does somebody order Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> Oh Steven, my God. The question. Wow. Did you, did you place it to go order? It's it's Mexican food sounds delicious right now. Right. And okay. uh, I got. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was hilarious. And I want you to come back often and say that as a catch line, you know, like a <laughs> catchphrase from now on. You know, I wanted to say that last time, but I think I stumbled and I'm like, uh, so I was like, I got to redeem myself. I like to. If we could have you on as like a uh, just a special guest star every once in a while, like you know, kind of like Mister Rogers, and it's like the mailman or whatever. Like if you could be just <laughs> like you, you knock on the door and you're like, "Does someone, <laughs> did someone order Mexican?" <laughs> so you know, we're Chinese. Like, okay, I'll go then. <laughs> and that's it. And then you pop up again like a few months later. I would love that. Good times. Sounds good to me. Well, look, I'm glad that you saved that line for your appearance 11 months after your your last one mm-hmm. um it's kind of the ltas way is uh just putting things off until like okay i guess so you know <laughs> just really like delaying yep. things uh it works it works for this podcast well uh speaking of delaying things guys i did listen to a little bit of the last show and uh given that it was a year ago um there was a little segment about a uh, super cute uh thing that uh, we yep. had estimated uh would be done in 2021 so mm-hmm. I was just getting an update. You, you guys said no pressure and not to set that as the date. I just wanted to check up on that project. Well, Stephen, I'm so glad you asked because with Daniel on the podcast, I think it's fair to announce we're pushing that off to 2028. <laughs> <laughs> we all will be live by then. I, Brent, I won't. You Again, certainly I'm won't. Out in April, but um, but I mean, it'll be finished. Like we, I've drawn. I think like. The first 17, 18 pages, I think. So okay. I think that will live on. Those are all so colored. That will yeah. be there, right? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that sounds colored. good. Yeah. All of them, I believe. So, I mean, at this point, I, I've done all I can. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. We'll just finish it ourselves. Just write it and finish it. And be like, all right, you guys put the, the, the words to it. 
Yeah. <laughs> ah, so they're dinosaurs now. All right. Uh, well, and, there's, and there's six of them. Wow. None of this makes Oops. sense. And they get into a big old Zord? Is that, and they come together? What is going on here? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it would um, be a nice third act twist. A very Shyamalan of right. you guys. And I'm down for that, too. Right, yeah. People going back to try to dissect the uh, the first 18 pages, be like, yeah. "Oh, okay, I see where it's set up here." Yeah, no, no. it's, it's all been like one big plot <laughs> since the very beginning. <laughs> well, I look forward to that uh, that 2028 book. Um, we're uh-huh. looking forward to that coming out. Um, that'll be, I believe, in memory of Brent is what we're saying. Uh, maybe um, that'll be the impetus for everybody to get started to, to finish it. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. 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 Unless I get like canceled before then. And then it'll, mm-hmm. it'll, my name will just be omitted from the <laughs> never the existed. <laughs> I'll just have that like uh, redacted, like that black redacted box on mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. That'll be fine. That, you know, that's enough credit for me. You'll be dead. So it's fine. Dead. I won't yeah, care. you won't know. <laughs> it's all good. Well, uh, yeah. So today we are just doing a little pop culture catch up, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty and, much. And also, uh, Daniel, you wanted to discuss doing some uh, art challenges as well. Uh, just talk about it, I guess, like the challenge it can be and like how many there are now since like, mm-hmm. you know, when I first started, it was like Inktober, just things like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just thought it'd be cool to talk about some art stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't do a whole lot of that on the, the podcast because we're too busy making, uh, you know, fart jokes and no. uh, being stupid. Fart jokes <laughs> take up a lot of my time, actually. You know, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, and I was looking through your uh, Instagram because uh, you had done the Jovember yeah, Challenge. I tried, but I failed horribly at the end. <laughs> uh, you did more than I did, so <laughs> I think you succeeded. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty rad. That's uh, whenever Brent had mentioned that you were doing this uh, back last no- last November. Yeah, um, that was one that I hadn't heard of. But there are there are so many challenges out there, and uh, you can do all kinds of stuff. I'd always heard of in November, uh, Dana Rimo. That's how I say it, at least um, the National Novel Writing Month. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's like challenges I, for everything though like yeah it's so crazy yeah but i'd never heard of joe vember before that was pretty fun was that your own thing or is that something you found no, uh i saw it last year when i was doing inktober and someone was like oh you're gonna because i was doing gi joe's for inktober because mm-hmm. it was easier to pick a subject instead of like trying to make up something every year yeah and like someone's like oh they saw my gi joe drawings and i'm like oh you can do joe vember i'm like oh what's that and i'm like yeah i'll try and i tried i did like three days in i'm like nope i'm out because <laughs> i tried doing color i'm like uh color i mean i know how to color but um i wouldn't say i'm like i wouldn't say i'm the best at it i mean mm-hmm. uh i guess i'm some part even though i'm color i color it's artwork even though i just i would say there's better colors than me but i mostly like black and white art you know yeah the graphic stuff so so, but uh, this November, I, I tried to push myself to do uh, gouache, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just bit off a little more than I could chew because that that took about three hours each one. And, what uh, is that? Yeah, I've heard yeah, this and, before, and, but uh, it, it's important to point out that like you've got a, a wife and, and a couple kids, and yeah. then you have a regular day job. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's it that time chips away. Uh, yeah. Time. Your schedule pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, what is what is gouache? If you were to describe it for, for the uh, listeners, they say it's like a, it's very opaque and the colors are very rich and it's mm-hmm. it kind of it's between a mixture of a 
watercolor and acrylic, but um, hmm, interesting. It's a uh, it's very tricky. I found it. I don't know, they say it's tricky, but it seemed pretty easy to use, and it kind of blends pretty well when you're when mm-hmm. you're working with it. Uh, so you like you paint a red, and you want to paint like a like a little brown to give it. You know, make something deeper. They you can lay over, put it over it, but um, if you, you make your brush too wet, then it'll bleed in together. So hmm. you just got to be careful. It was a challenge, and uh, it was something I I think I did it once, and then painted something gouache and then I'm like oh let me do a whole month so I can learn more about it which is kind of the idea of doing mm-hmm. our challenges is getting out of your comfort zone and you know trying to learn new things so that's why I took it on oh let me take this November and do some color stuff to better knowledge yeah. myself in gouache so and that's what I think about a oh, great thing about all our challenges are but I guess I wonder is, is there too many art challenges now compared to what there was mm-hmm. before but uh but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm I like it, but uh, there's different types of gouaches. There's a designer gouache, an illustrator gouache, and there's actually acrylic gouache. So I'm thinking about getting some acrylic gouache to do more, uh, to do different color work because they kind of blend better, and then they don't. Um, if you add too much water, they don't bleed as much. I guess mm-hmm. uh, they don't get watered out. So that was the kind of thing I was running into when I was doing these uh, like three-hour GI uh, Joe ones for November. Mm-hmm. But um, that's a lot. So that's like every day is the idea you would complete one of those. Yeah. In full. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And then <laughs> there were like a like six by fives. So I tried to okay. stick to small format. So I went uh-huh. to spend hours. But even then, it was still taking a lot of time to paint. Yeah. yeah. I, had to, I had to let it sit and dry for a bit, and then kind of go over it again, mm-hmm. then go back, go over. So it was a. Uh, it was I thought I had planned it out better but it did not and once Thanksgiving came around it kind of just yeah I was like out of time we did like two Thanksgiving dinners here one for friends and one for family and I was like oh yeah yeah. I was like I was (laughs) ever since that started I was like yeah I'm not gonna catch up so (laughs) I was like well I mean it's you still put out a lot of artwork in in a uh, I guess November right so I mean that's that's uh that's still an accomplishment, yeah. but yeah, I, I totally get, I totally get what you mean. Where it's like, well, I I'm too far gone at this point, so you know, maybe just call it quits at a at that at that juncture. But uh, are you going to try it again next year? Um, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, or a different art challenge? Maybe I really wanted to do the the 24 hour comic book day, but mm. I was going to try it, but uh. My son, Brent, like my daughter, my oldest one, she's joined like a thing called Young Marines. Hmm. So it's a cool. weekend thing where it's kind of like I told it's like a beefed up version of uh, Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. So they do like once a Saturday a month, they go in and train. Like they get them, make them run around, do push ups, things like that. So when I came around, I I couldn't do the 24 hour comic book day, but I kind of want to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I am notoriously slow artist. So I don't know <laughs> if I can do a, a page an hour. I mean, it, it forces you to be quick. Yeah. So that's that's the Gotta thing that it. I found out from doing it. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, as you're working on those pages uh, for the 24-hour comic challenge, like, you can see time just like fading into the distance, and you're just like, "Well, where'd that where'd that hour go? Well, I gotta Oops. lower my quality on on this next page. Probably these next three pages. Yeah. Least, so. Yeah, it can be it can be tricky. 
Yeah, I haven't really. I, I used to draw a lot, and I um, haven't been into that in years. But that's why I feel like a challenge might be good for me. <clears throat> like you, I like what you're saying is like get you out of your comfort zone, but mm-hmm. it feels like it could get me like give you some prompts, you know, to start doing something. Yeah. Uh, but also, I wanted to say that uh, I have never been good at any of the stuff. Uh, any of the things that I had tried, I was never good at painting. Um, and so, like, that, this sounds interesting because I never have tried this. But, like, watercolor I liked eventually once I got the hang of it a little bit, but I never really got into it. Uh, acrylics is what I kind of, you know, it's like the bread and butter of the school art world, I guess. So I had always tried that. But uh, these look pretty rad, and I'm surprised that of what it is. I thought it would look too, I don't know. I thought it was going to be more like just for the time of it. You wouldn't have been able to paint those, but uh, that's pretty rad. So... Thanks. I appreciate Hopefully you learned something and oh, yeah, I you mean, know, kind of liked it. So definitely learn a new medium. And then it's, I mean, you always get a better reaction when color art compared to black and white art, you know, only yeah. the like hardcore comic book artists love, you know, the whole black and white sketching and cross hatching, the things I love to look at, but, uh, people really like the more common people love just colored art. So, mm-hmm. so easy. That's a- Catches the eye, maybe as you're scrolling through it, Instagram yeah. or something. It's yeah. like the whole idea of like film. Oh, people don't like, appreciate black and white film, but you know there are beautiful black and white films. You know, mm-hmm. but most people are like, oh no, it's not black and white. I like color. I mean, are people like color? <laughs> yeah. So, let let me ask you guys this: If there was a um, an artist who worked primarily with acrylics, but they also liked um, EDM, electronic dance music, mm-hmm. do you think a good uh, pin name for them would be acrylics, <laughs> like Skrillex. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess Skrillex mm-hmm. would be a better name, uh, and probably what I meant to say. But no, I, I, I just think acrylics. I almost yeah, threw my back like out that. reaching for that one. But, <laughs> all right. I'm actually. You should go in the other room and check that your wife didn't spontaneously birth a child because that was the daddest dad joke, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Check. Yeah. <laughs> it's like amniotic fluid in there. That's probably okay. And I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> Look, we just bought a uh, a carpet cleaner, so oh, no. she's got it. She'll take care of it. She's fine. I have a show to record. <laughs> we're too far in right right now, you know. You should install stop. like a red light outside your your door too. Mm-hmm. Make it real official. I thought about that. Oh, like uh, uh, prostitutes do outside their doors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I, that's yeah, okay. where I was headed. Is that yep. where you were going for? That's okay. exactly what I was that saying. Makes sense. I was just saying that you wear those those skimpy clothing like you are right now with that Mickey Mouse T-shirt, and uh, mm-hmm. you need that red light outside to let people know what's going on inside the room. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's all mouse in here. <laughs> Ben's recording his other podcast. Let's talk about ass stuff. <laughs> Turn the red lights on. We're open for business. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wish that people had access to the video of this. Because uh, Brent made gestures along with those sound effects. Mm-hmm. And they were wonderful. But that's our secret. Now we all know and they don't. So. That's right. That's right. It's just for us. Screw you, listeners. <laughs> Red lights on. I mean, it literally. You know? That's right. Um, so, Daniel, are there any other art challenges that you want to try outside of the the twenty four hour comic thing? Like, is there anything? Um, it seems like a lot of the art challenges that I'm aware of are backloaded in like 
the, the mm. last quarter of each year. So like October, November, December. Is there anything mm. in the early part of the year or maybe in like spring or summer that you were thinking about doing? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm looking at the list right now because I found this art list uh, posted by, let's see. I don't know who posted it, so I can't give them credit. But um, I'll take credit. It was me. Yeah, yeah. I did it. I did it. I forgot. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh yeah. This is our. This is our challenge calendar. I guess on Tumblr, there's a. Oh, it's this January. There's creaturey draw a mythical creature. I guess every day of the month. Oh, that'd be tough. Is draw fairies. I wouldn't draw that. Uh, March is robots. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. In April, there's hmm. April showers, draw something, rain, rain related. Nah, that's not fun. And that sounds incredibly difficult. Mary May draw mermaids. So I don't know what this up. It's a lot of mythical creature stuff. The robot ones sound pretty cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's if there's something to do like landscape wise. And um, that's the one thing. I my art is mostly I draw a lot of people, superheroes. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't draw too many cars or buildings. That's probably something I want to focus on. Do like yeah. a monthly challenge of drawing either mechanical things or landscapes because those are the things I think are lacking in my art. So, yeah, just to push me out of that comfort zone because I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I colored things before, but uh, I always took my sweet time coloring stuff. But when doing November, to sit there and color something and have to get it done was, uh, I had to get it done. You know, mm-hmm. until I did get done, you know, I was, I mean, I pulled out at the end. But, uh, <laughs> but it would help out a lot because I, I was telling, I don't know if I told it, but uh, I kind of would sketch it on a piece of paper and um, I kind of put graphite on the back of the paper, like pencil, and then I'd put it on the, the Bristol board and I'd trace over the, the sketch. So I kind of mm-hmm. like uh, made a duplicate of it. So I effed up the painting, I could always re- redo it again. Because that was always my okay. issue. Mm. I think it's always the biggest issue for my ink stuff and draw things. Like, oh, what if I mess this up and I'm like, yeah. I gotta draw all over again. Like, that's the biggest fear. I don't know if you get that, Brent. If you mess something up in the middle of inking, you're like, oh, shoot. Either mm. whiteout doesn't work or you gotta redraw everything over again. I'm trying to think, have I ever messed up a draw? I don't think I've ever messed up an art ever. Oh wow. my goodness. Huh. No. No, I've not. no, yeah, of course, of course. I uh, I'm real bad about um especially when I go in there and like color with Copic markers or oh, whatever, yeah. I will uh, often smudge the uh the like black ink mm-hmm. outlines and whatnot. Uh so I had to teach myself how to like cover my tracks as mm-hmm. best I can. Um thus I ended up buying like a, a white gel pen to like if it's on white, it's going to show up the most, so I can you know, go back in there and color it out or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the, the fun part about doing the uh, the art challenges. Like back in 2014, I believe I did a whole year of doing a, a daily sketch. Is yeah, what I called are, it. Those are cool, man. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off doing just like quick, like small, maybe like two by two little like black and white drawings. Um, I think I started out in pencil and then moved over to inking it pretty quickly. And then, like, maybe in February or March of that same year, I was like, oh, well, let me try coloring something. So I went and bought uh, a couple of, uh, like, uh, a couple of gray Copic markers and then a red one. Um, and I think uh, I did a little, like, mini sketch of uh, Batwoman. And I colored that in. I was like, oh, this, I kind of get it. Like, it, it, it makes sense. I'd been watching some YouTube videos and understood how to use the markers and how you layer the colors and whatnot. So I really like that. And then I just bought a whole collection of them and just started coloring more and more things. 
and uh, I typically I I spent about 40 minutes or so on each of those because I would work on them on my lunch hour every day at work. But oh, nice. um, yeah, I I I kind of taught myself how to color, and it's something I'm still figuring it out. Like uh, for all of our podcast artwork, I do all of that digitally and you know coloring there is so much easier because you can just like well i've colored this whole thing black i don't want it anymore so now it's blue you know yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so much easier to use but then there's a whole separate um component of that it's like well i don't have like a, a tangible piece of artwork after that but i mean you know there's uh pluses and minuses that go along with all of that stuff you know so yeah there there, there are ways to mess up there as well you know uh, not saving your work is a, a good way to uh to fuck something up but uh, you learn pretty quickly on stuff like that you know that's true yeah uh, yeah i was gonna ask uh daniel do you do any digital stuff like that i've i like the idea of it like brent said you can you know it's not as much to mess it up but uh the physical like act of drawing is so different. I haven't been able to like try that really digitally and like feel the same. Yeah, no, same here. Uh, I'm tempted to get an iPad Pro to get mm-hmm. to draw and procreate. I was at the Apple Store yesterday fixing my wife's iPad, and, and while I was waiting, I was like messing and sketching. I'm like, this is really cool, but I really do enjoy drawing on paper. But it does take away that fact of like, oh, if I fuck this up, I gotta start all over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, it's. I don't know how most professional artists get over that. Like, just to, oh, just power it through and just get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something they got I, that money. Yeah. You know, they got that Skrilla coming in. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it now. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> 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 like, I always try, like, I was watching, like, those uh, how-to, not the how-to videos, like, our, uh, the process videos where most artists mm-hmm. post their drawings. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Just lay down that fat thing, fat line of ink. I'm like, you just did that. I'm like. I'm like, I would be like, uh, uh, just like slowly trying to get at that line, make that line perfect. But I guess the thing about, that's the thing about inking in any art. That's most things that aren't perfect. They just seem that way. Cause uh, mm-hmm. I guess it all de- de- depends on your eye, I guess. Steven, do you know who Jim Lee is? He's I, a comic yeah. book artist. Yeah. He's one of the, the co-publishers of DC comics and he's, he's drawn for, um, both Marvel and DC and mm-hmm. he's worked at image a bit and whatnot, but um, he primarily works, um, well, he's, a uh, yeah, the DC Comics guy. Anyway, so, uh, I was really getting lost in the weeds there. Uh, You're like, so I can go he, for another 50 minutes on just this introduction <laughs> to him. Yeah. So he, um, he will, at, like, convention appearances and whatnot, he will have uh, demonstrations that he does oh, at yeah, the yeah. DC Comics panel or just, like, artist spotlight panels or whatever, and they'll have, like, an overhead um, camera, and they'll have that projected up on a screen and whatnot mm-hmm. so people can see how he, he draws and everything. It's real, like, informational, and he gets into the process of it. But he's <laughs> he's been drawing so well for such a long time that he will have, like, this little, like, bottle of ink that has a, um, a nozzle on it, like, uh, if you were to get, like, ketchup out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he'll just, like, take it, and on the pencil drawing he's done, just squirt that kind of willy-nilly on there. Then he'll take, like, a wadded-up Kleenex and just kind of blot it all over the thing. And he's just, like, going through it, and he's, like, speaking this whole time, and he just, like, is flying huh. through this drawing. And at the end of it, you've got, like, a perfectly drawn Batman, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's sketchier than what would see in, uh, you would see in publication, but for the purposes of doing something in, like, 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. it's, it looks stellar. Um, that That's just, like, a level of confidence that... Uh, a lot of 
uh, I feel like primarily through like comic art because mm-hmm. you're on such a tight deadline. You're essentially working on a page a day for the most part. Um, I feel like it's something that they excel at. Um, not to say that there aren't other mediums to where people can just like, you know, bang out artwork or whatever, but that's one of the things I like about comic art is like, you just, you get a little bit of everything. Like if you draw a Spider-Man comic, guess what? You're going to see a shitload of buildings cause he needs something to swing from. You're going to uh-huh. see a lot of, uh, people of varying races in New York because it's a melting pot. You're going to see all these cars from traffic and whatnot. So, I mean, that's, it's just one of those things in, uh, in comics that I, I like so much, so much diversity and so many things you get to draw or if you're me so many things you try to get out of drawing it's like oh there's it's a it's a cityscape sounds like we're gonna do a lot of (laughs) close-ups it's just all concrete behind her don't worry about it totally fine (laughs) she's walking in the city after all anyway don't worry about windows either yep Uh, I also hate drawing clutter. Uh, I, I try to, to maintain a, a fairly neat house and in a workspace at my day job. Um, so there was something in uh, the the super cute project that will be coming out in. Twi- uh, let's push it back to twenty twenty nine when that comes out. Uh, there's a, a a a page. I don't want to get too in detail on it, but there was a page that um, uh, it was a it was a two panel page. First half was uh, a character. And then the second part of it was that same character, but he was, you know, he had a reaction to something. You're so, like, I can't spoil anything. <laughs> I can't. I don't, I don't know what I can say. Yeah. David and Austin might have. That's the, the page. Okay. It was in. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Sorry. But, I don't see that. Cut that out. <laughs> Let me just go back and delete my audio. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Uh, people will forget uh, by the time it uh, arrives in uh, nine years. So, you know what, let's just, 2030, 2030, let's run it All right, it up. cool. Might as well. Seems like a good year, right? So, uh, anyway, uh, there's a lot of clutter that was necessary mm-hmm. to put up in, in that space, and I had to, like, rack my brain, a couple of brains that I borrowed from people, just to try to figure out, like, what to uh, fill those panels with, and uh, it was, like, a big struggle. And then after I was done, I was like, oh, okay, so really, I just needed to draw the top half, and then, you know, it, it's pretty much the same panel top and bottom and then i sent it to poor daniel and he has to color the thing so like all the way all the way down the chain it's like oh sorry about that yeah but it it's so cool to look at i mean that's one of my favorite pages of the issue and it was like i think it's the one the ones that looks the best in color because all the things go. are there see no complaints from the colorist um, yeah I, I really like that one i mean yeah, yeah. It, was, it probably was a pain in the butt to color but uh i don't know i have to look back at it again i haven't looked at it for a while i think i was looking at it recently i told you i saw found the pages again Oh yeah. One of my files. Yeah. I put my portfolio. Oh, I put that in my portfolio piece when I applied for that uh, graphic design position. Oh that yeah, cool. Yeah, because I thought it was That's one awesome. of the best ones that showed like your artwork and showed just the coloring, just showing the coloring skills, I guess. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry I didn't get that that job for you. Um, I know. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> you didn't draw enough stuff in the background for me to color. Jeez. <laughs> More, more clutter, Brent. God but I have the damn. opposite. I love clutter. Like, do you really? I do. I think if there's things not there, it feels like it's so empty. It needs more stuff. That's but true. Uh, Man. then, like, it's just a pain in the butt to color ink all that stuff. That's what I found. Like, if I was coloring mm-hmm. my own stuff, because I worked a few projects, but uh, most of them I don't color them. And uh, when I come, when I get the colors back, I'm like, I don't like these colors. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to do my own colors. But then when I start doing my own colors, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of work to do. Right. <laughs> it's like, why? 
I did this to myself. (laughs) Well, I've I've done that before where um, I worked for this company called Kids Prize Pack, and I had these little, like, uh, two-page and then eventually just, like, one-page comics I would do for them each month, you know, based on on whatever the theme was. And early on in doing that, I would find out that, like, writer Brent would end up screwing over... Uh, artist Brent um, and by that I mean like uh, let's say line art Brent because it's like oh man I don't have to draw all this stuff and then like next time I would I would think as I was trying to write the story I was like okay so I, I won't you know make myself have to draw all this stuff but then it would screw over like the colorist Brent you know mm-hmm. and then uh, the letterer Brent did not uh, have enough room to do what he needed to do to put everything in there. So uh, by the time I figured it out, uh, we stopped doing that whole thing. So there goes there goes all that work. But <clears throat> lessons but still, learned. That's right. Yeah. Next time I'll be ready. So yeah. you know, you you take whatever you can from it, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I, I like to think of this uh, also as these like split personalities you had mm-hmm. um, that you're actually like. Like you're like letterer Brent, and you're like, God damn that other guy, man. <laughs> That's how it was sometimes. Sucks. Mm-hmm. He wrote all these words I got right now. I just col- mm-hmm. color guy just he just did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was know? this there was this one thing I did where I was like, man, it was just like one page. I was like, man, I bet I can like bang this out pretty quick. And then I tried to keep the art simple. It was it was one about like fish. There was something about fish, and I thought Okay, so here's, like, the general thing. I kind of, like, sketched out what the page would look like. And then I left a big chunk in the the middle to where once I got into the lettering process, I would just, like, fill in whatever was being mm-hmm. said because it really kind of didn't matter um, in the early stages of it. So then I get there, and then as I'm lettering the comic, I'm it's taking fucking forever because I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't know what to put in this blue, and I have all the space to fill up. Oops. So uh, eventually, I just I work my way through it. Um, but it's easier to just go in there and you know type in letters in a chosen mm-hmm. font versus you know having to redraw something. So I guess in the long run, it worked out. But it's just you're constantly screwing yourself over when you do stuff like that. But I don't know any other way to do it, evidently. So <laughs> I see. Are there issues with like mechanical stuff? Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, like those high like uh, futuristics or sci-fi things. Like oh, say they're in like some kind of spacecraft. I'm like. Okay, besides metal stuff, you mm-hmm. see some people where they draw like these pipes and wires. I'm like, what the fuck does that go to? Like, that right, yeah. in my head, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I know you can put that there, but I'm like, what is it for? That's, yeah, that's what are the schematics of this room? Yeah, what are they for? Usually, uh, you know, you draw like a forest scene that's like, okay, well, trees are everywhere, you know, you can, that's like the funnest thing to draw because there's no reason for this tree to be here because it just grew there. But if you draw like uh, an aircraft, I'm like, oh, why is this pipe here? What does it do? Like, that's when I started yeah. thinking in my head. And, like, I'm thinking, well, what is this for? What is that for? But yeah. to draw clutter in someone's room, like, ah, oh, well, this person's messy. And, and, and maybe there's a chip bag here or a sock there. And, you know, just draw random things is sometimes the funnest thing to do. Psychologically, that's crazy to me because it's like, why would you not pick up the sock? <laughs> I, I, like, I can't put myself. Like, I'm all, I spend most of my weeks, like, in the headspace of characters who have all kinds of crazy abilities. But then I can't fathom somebody not cleaning up their room, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's just because uh, uh, my wife and I are both, you know, fairly like fairly like clean. You're neat people, people yeah. So, mm-hmm. so like after we see all these like fur tumbleweeds around our house, we're just like, nope, we gotta get it. You gotta, you gotta get it. That happens over here too. Amanda's, mm-hmm. my wife's always like, uh, oh. that's that's when we know the we have to vacuum is when we see the the puppy tumbleweeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
I don't know if that yeah. is, that's a, a Midwestern thing or is it? Oh, no. Oh, I so, like that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's our thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I get leaves just, from like when the tree in the front of the house, but no. No, just uh, inside our house from our very furry dogs. Oh, um, dog and it will like pile up in the corners of the baseboards and like start to build up. And like as you open a door, like all of a sudden one day, like the sunlight goes through and you just see like a big old tumbleweed of puppy hair roll by and you're like oh that's disgusting i guess it's time to vacuum my house that's the moment that i know got it do you think if there was a, a guy who uh worked construction and he was designing the inside of homes and you know he's the one that you know put up the drywall and everything you know like a general like contractor or whatever and he was also into edm um <laughs> he, w- he would also at a certain point he'd be like Drop the baseboards. Do you think? Do you think that's? <laughs> yeah. Steven's covering his face. Daniel's covering his face, and with a much different look. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think he might say that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. So. Okay. I just had that. Had that. <laughs> Reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the baseboards. Drop yeah, the baseboards. See, now you can't not hear it. It sounds actually pretty cool. Like it's like yeah. a a YMCA construction guy has gone off on his own. Now he's he's come back and he's into the hip hop and the EDM, mm-hmm. and uh, and he he makes a new single. I I don't know. It works. What can I say, mm-hmm. Brent? Brent, you're onto something. And instead yeah. of like nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can't laugh at that one, Daniel. Do <laughs> you think instead of having one of those masks that uh, cover his face to keep all the like uh, the particulates out of the air, you know, when he's breathing, mm-hmm. do you think uh, instead he has like a, a pacifier he just puts in his mouth? Yeah, like one that, of those? they could yeah. work because he's an EDM guy. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get across here. <laughs> and he can pop it out. To the beat of the mm-hmm. song. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. it lets particles in each time he does that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's not foolproof, but it's, it's no. something he likes to do. Exactly. He's good at his job. I mean, you know. He doesn't call in sick too often. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. We're all happy with the way this is going, right? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what EDM was, so I had to look it up for a second. So that's hey, why I didn't laugh for a joke. Yeah, that's the only reason. That's the only no, reason it's a solid joke, right? The audience are going to love it. It's not my thing, EDM, but uh, I've heard of it. All those, we have a big EDM audience. I don't know if people know that, but mm-hmm. uh, we, we drop the baseboards like that often here, you could say. And mm-hmm. uh, the EDM people just eat it up. Yeah. That yeah, and I'm a- ASMR. The <laughs> ASMR EDM people are our bread and butter. That's what I was thinking. EDM was EM, AM somewhere. I can't even say it. I was like, is yeah. that what he's talking about? I'm like, oh, oh boy. It's like, drop the bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we just like have the sounds of uh, sucking on pacifiers into the microphones, yes. right? Yeah. Just tie it I'm, all I'm in. thinking like Maggie from The Simpsons is all I can hear. It's like the quintessential pacifier oh, sucking yeah. sound. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess she's the, the authority on passy sucking, right? Yeah, I would Ooh. say so. I don't like the way that sounded at no. all. No, no. Take it back. With that. Yep. Let's just move on. Yep. There we go. Done. It's you sucked it back out.
It's not. A, it's not on the show anymore. No. Oops. Doesn't exist. All right. So, uh, Daniel, did you have anything else you wanted to discuss about art challenges? Uh, no, I'm not gonna think of. Um, I think I pretty much. Yeah, I'm good. I don't care about anything else. Okay. Well, good cool. luck on your next challenges, whatever you uh, yeah, I decide the, to face on that. The next okay. challenge is uh, probably to draw again because I don't know after you do one after you do one of those events. Like I feel like drained. I feel like yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, I even though I didn't finish it. Like once I stopped, I'm like, oh crap! I can't get going again. I felt I was telling someone I felt like a one of those local motos. Once you like you, the fire's put out. It's kind of hard to get it getting back going to get the rolling. Mm-hmm. So it always takes something to get that thing going to start drawing again. But uh, well, Daniel, if something like that happens again. Just take the advice of one Mr. Fred Durst and just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay? A layup and sh- sh- slam dunk. <laughs> Granny shot! And it hits the ram and hits me in the head. Um, but yeah, 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 definitely good luck on your, on yeah, your next challenge. Sure. And I think it's... Steven, I think mm. we should just do it. Um, we're doing it. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's it's time to announce that Stephen Fisher will be doing this October's twenty four hour what? comic challenge. What? He's fully committed, Uh-oh. and as part of that, he is doing uh, Inktober, um, oh, but separate. He's not using those twenty four pages for that. Oh, and man. in addition to, he is doing <laughs> Jovember. He's doing all oil paintings, full wall size. Mm-hmm. Go also ahead. in October, though. So he's you've got a busy October to do. I have a very busy October, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've been uh, I have a regimen in mind to uh, bulk up my hands by then. <laughs> right. um, and uh, I, I have a goal and I'm going to make it. And, you know, the fact that I haven't drawn in like, I don't know, 15 years, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You know, I'm just going to do it all at once because it sounds nice to be drained of something. I was gonna. <laughs> you gotta drain yourself every yeah, once in a while. Exactly. You know? uh, I think maybe you not drawing in the past fifteen years. I think that might actually give you an advantage. You know, it you don't know what you up. can't do. You know, so try everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I watched. Uh, this isn't really part of the pop culture catch up, but I, uh, I watched uh, Twenty One Jump Street with a friend last night. And if I remember the mm-hmm. quote sort of correctly, um, their teacher says. You never know what you won't achieve until you don't achieve it. So that's the motto I live my life by. (laughs) I attempt things and then they fail and then I'm like, oh, I can't do that. So it's a really it's it propels me forward and I'm looking forward to this October. Mm hmm. I'm going to win that blue ribbon. (laughs) I don't know what happens at the end of this. That's the best part of art challenges is uh, there's no reward at the end. (laughs) Other than the satisfaction of doing it, I suppose. But then it's just like, even still, you're like, okay, I feel good for like, what was that? 15 seconds. Okay. Uh, Now I feel bad about my life again. (laughs) And my hand hurts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. At least you have that. At least your body Mm -hmm. is in pain. So. Yeah. That's cool. Your mind and, and your then, body get to live that together. You know, at the end of that 24-hour comic thing, um, the best part is whenever you're done and you're ready to show it to people and you're like, yes, now I get to waste all this time scanning in these pages. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's the love. It's the passion of the art form. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, That's what true. it's for. That's true. Well, all right. Should we uh, jump over into a pop culture catch-up here? All right, Daniel, this is the first time we've ever had a guest on for... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
a pop culture catch up. So, um, are there things that you wanted to discuss on this? You got uh, some stuff? I've been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix because I think I told you were saying I disconnected my direct TV mm. since uh, mm. I only I was the only one usually kind of watching it. And once like, yeah. oh, let's cut down on bills. Like, but I'm like, I watch it to watch hockey. <laughs> I'm a big hockey guy, so I, I watch hockey. Oh, uh, cool. You know, so, but um, uh, well, I guess the one thing I want to tell you about uh, I watch these two shows. They're both from Japan. Just keep it uh, mm. my thing going. Uh, one was Are you uh, listening, Dave Roberts. <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, I'm sure he'll rip me apart for a while. Let's say, but um, one was called. Um, he doesn't listen. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to this show. It's a secret show. <laughs> well, let's yeah, let's right. we're talking about uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Tokyo Drift. I don't, you guys said that was like a high download. Or? One of the highest yeah, uh, really? episodes of ours. Yeah, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah, I appreciate you listening to that every day. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I just keep on the background playing. All do. I'm at work. I just keep playing it and playing it. And people are like, I've heard enough. No, no, I hear it again. This is the best part. Listen, this, guys, yeah. everybody, shut up. Right this here. Is the best part. Yeah. Right here, when I find out that Shredder was in it, that was the best part right there. Damn right? straight, yeah. No, I think yeah. on that, I think you talked about that one movie um, that one guy was in. I forget their names now because I haven't listened to it for a while. But uh, the main, uh, you know what? Never mind. I forget. I don't remember because I also don't listen to this show. So yeah, that's why I try to listen to a little bit before this and uh, be like, what, what do we even talk about? Oh, right. He has two children. Uh huh. That's that's one thing. (laughs) I I believe your quote, Steven was, Oh yeah, this isn't for me. Uh, Yeah. You about the show. uh, Yeah. Unsubscribe. I actually have given us a three on iTunes. Um, (laughs) 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 Wanted to drop our score down a little bit. You know, sure. making those <laughs> expectations a little more realistic about what they're getting. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Daniel, what what are these uh, these shows you were talking about? So one is called Midnight Dinner. Oh, I'm looking it up right now because I forget the names terribly. I know one of them very vividly because it was. This is very good auto. Yeah, it's called Midnight Dinner. It's called Midnight Dinner Tokyo Stories. And it's pretty cool. It's two seasons, and it's uh, it's about this little spot that's open from uh, like uh, twelve to seven a.m. or something like that. And so these random people come in and have dinner at certain times. They eat random things, but each thing is like telling a story about them. But they're like there at this place all the time. So it's kind of um, hmm. it's it was interesting. I just like a lot of the stories are different. They weren't always the same. And I just thought, you know, I mean, I'm very fascinated. With Japan and everything and I just mm-hmm. learning more about it I was like oh it's cool like you just get a good idea of how their, their culture works and how different they are compared to us I mean I know we talked about that last time but uh, that was a cool yeah. one I mean if you want to see something different I mean it, I always recommend it I mean I, the, the stories are all interesting some of them were kind of weird but uh, you know but the other one I always fall in the category if you listen to um, um, what's it called my top of my head but it's called uh, It Doesn't Fit that's what it's called and it's kind of like what the fuck Japan thing cause uh huh <laughs> cause I was after I watched the, the Midnight Dinner they said oh if you like this show you should watch this I'm like okay and some of the Midnight stuff was kind of funny some of it was serious so I'm like oh maybe it's kind of funny but and the, tit- the the thing is called It Doesn't Fit and the title is kind of like oh these two couple and it's indicating that the husband's, you know, penis doesn't fit. 
<laughs> I, 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 just, I just found the, the, uh, the artwork for it. And, Stephen, I'm going to put this up there so you can see it. I don't know if uh-huh. that shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has a uh, check mark over the guy's penis and then a, a red X over the, uh, the wife's uh, vagina. Mm-hmm. That is how you say yeah. that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's so <laughs> funny. Incredible. Is this? It's live action. Both of these are live action, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my husband won't fit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I thought it would be funny, and then uh, so first two episodes is kind of funny, and then it got super serious. I'm like, oh, uh, this is not what I expected. And a lot of the stuff of like it was another side of. Like the culture, I was like, "What the heck?" This chick. You would think if it, that part of the relationship didn't work out, you think maybe they'd separate. But no, they kept going at it, going at it. Like, and uh, it got to them so bad that since they couldn't constantly the relationship, the husband ended up going to a brothel, and she found out about it, and she was totally cool about it. She's like, "Oh well, he can't get his pleasure, so as long as he finds somewhere, I'm good." I'm like, "What?" In the hell. <laughs> like, I don't think any of our wives would be cool with that. Like, no one. Right? So, what is what is the situation? So, is it the is the the husband is, or is it is it the wife whose hole is too small, or is it the guy whose I, wiener is too big? But it seems like if he's going to a brothel, then it seems like maybe he's yeah. I, I that's the thing that never kind of clarified. Or, or are they shapes? Is his a star oh, yeah. shape, <laughs> and hers is a triangle shape, and they can't yeah. quite make it work. Yeah. <laughs> it's Japan. I don't know what happens over there. Their shows are weird. That's what they make it seem like, is because they both eventually do hook up with somebody, but just not their partners. Oh, so how strange. Would, how, wouldn't it be amazing if that's how the show ended, though? Where like, they did the whatever, and then it, it just full frontal just showed whether what they were dealing with this whole time and they were actually shaped like play-doh extruders and that's why it like the whole thing you're like oh my god i have to rewatch this show it changes the entire thing if they would have showed that i would have said yes rewatch the yeah, show right <laughs> that would be better ending, that would be a better ending than what this one had because this one did not go that way it just got sadder and sadder as it went on oh, like, that sucks i'm like why am i watching this i'm like hoping oh maybe it's maybe it's gonna turn out better maybe it's turn nope how many episodes was it? Uh, I want to say eight or ten. Damn, so yeah. I, I, I went deep in. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. why'd I do this? Not him, though. He didn't nope. go deep in. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's so funny. There's, like, so much on Netflix that I don't even know exists. And yeah. there you go. That's something I would never have. I probably wouldn't have even, like, it's never come up on the, you know, on mine. I don't watch a lot of anime or a lot of Japanese live action or anything so yeah right now Duh. I know I've, I've <laughs> knowing has half the battle <laughs> yeah yes I wouldn't recommend that one uh, but um, yeah just sometimes what you watch leads to the wrong things so I guess beware <laughs> <laughs> Stephen what about you what uh what do you got what do you got yeah on your side? I actually don't have a ton right now either myself um We've been watching, you know, I, I told Brent, um, Amanda, and my wife and I have been rewatching The West Wing, mm-hmm. and we finally finished that. We had watched it for years, like, over and over, um, but stopped after season, like, in season five, once Aaron Sorkin had left the show. But they uh, they actually quite a course correct in season six and seven, so we finally finished that. It was pretty cool. So uh, if anybody is a West Wing fan out there listening to this, 
keep pushing through, I guess, the shitty episodes, uh, they get better. <laughs> it gets better, yeah. basically, is my mm-hmm. message about that show. Yeah. And uh, other than that, it was uh, I had a weird idea the other day. I've just been thinking about this series that I had never finished uh, of the, the Hunger Games movies. Um, oh, okay. Randomly, I mentioned it to Amanda, and she was like, I could totally watch The Hunger Games right now. So we just restarted it. I I had watched The Hunger Games. We had watched it years ago. We had read the books, so we know what happens and everything. And then um, Catching Fire came out whenever I was working at Alamo Drafthouse, and I uh, we got to see that at an employee screening at midnight, and we were, like, hammered during it, and both <laughs> of us fell asleep, and we don't remember really what happens because it was like it lasted into like two or two in the morning two two thirty in the morning and uh so it was kind of fun we re-watched that one which we liked and then uh watched mockingjay part one which we thought was just okay and uh hoping the the finale brings it back but um yeah kind of a weird series um but overall i've, I've really liked it over the years and uh just randomly thought yeah i'm gonna watch these again so uh yeah just throwing something on that i haven't seen in a while did you say that you you read you read the books? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, no pictures. You wouldn't have known about Why? it. Why? It's under your radar. <laughs> did somebody have you at gunpoint? Why would uh, you do that? It was uh, stories. The stories hold you... me, Brent. Hmm. They make I make pictures in my mind. Mm, sounds gross. All right. <laughs> um, Imagination gets everywhere. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brent? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, so, Stephen, on the last episode, you had mentioned that uh, two different people, uh, your brother being one of them, uh, started The Irishman. I watched it. And could, <laughs> yeah. not, could not finish it. Did you right? watch it? Yeah. Did you finish it? Yeah. I finished it. Well, In one uh, sitting? Yeah. Uh, no, I had to do stuff, so I came back, but I finished mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, you said they couldn't make it past the first two hours. I um, had two separate people tell me that after two-hour mark, they just couldn't keep going. Yeah. Uh, I watched all of it, uh, that, that Sunday into oh, wow. Monday. So I, I did have to break it up in, in separate viewings just because mm-hmm. it's like my eyeballs would not stay open in, at a certain point. Totally. Uh, and I made it about to, uh, an hour and like 55 minutes into it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then I picked it up the next day and, um, you know, for this special effects intensive sci-fi movie. And if you're asking, why is it a sci-fi movie? <laughs> Um, because if you think classic Italian actor Robert De Niro is an Irish man, you're living in another universe because he's clearly Italian. Uh, but they do give him some mm. like blue contact lenses or whatever uh, to, I guess, kind of make him look uh, like he might be Irish or something. I don't know. Uh, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I really liked Joe Pesci's role in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought he was uh, the highlight for me. Um, Robert De Niro Pesci's always is, good. Yeah, Robert De Niro is uh, Robert De Niro in this uh, Robert mm. De Niro movie. His face does, <laughs> you know. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. For the most part, yeah. That's a good face, Danny. I feel like that's the consensus of reviews. Sorry, I know, I know that's the audio yeah. quality, but yeah. Either. But um, yeah, so it, it you know it was, it was good for the most part. I didn't realize it was uh, based on um, Jimmy Hoffa. Well, yeah, but I mean, like it's uh, it. I, I thought it was like an original script or something like mm. that, but evidently it was based on one of those. Uh, God, we just talked about one of those things. It's one of those things as pages and uh, pictures of a bunch of tiny little letters. What do you call those? Uh, books. A book. Oh. Based on a book. Okay. Yeah, so weird. So weird. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a complete story. Um, it's 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 all in there. Um, Daniel, you've seen it. It's. I like it. It's a, it's it's a lot. Good. Yeah, it, it takes its time. Yeah, I but, need to check it out. But Yeah. 
I didn't I think, think it was. It's it's hard to sit down for that long of a movie. I was. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to sit. I was able to sit down that long. Well, I wasn't technically able because I had to go do something. <laughs> I would yeah. have sit down that but long. But you would have. Yeah, yeah, I could have. Yeah. But if my kids weren't crying and needed something, I'm like, okay, I had to go do this. I do yeah. love all of the memes that sprouted from this, especially because Scorsese was having that like feud with like Marvel movies uh, and superhero movies in general, I guess um, that people were like showing them on the subway on their phone, watching the Irishman like, and they're like, they'll have like up and they're like bike riding through the mountains, watching the Irishman. And they're just like, I'm sure this is how Scorsese wanted me to watch this. <laughs> like I do feel a little respect for him that I feel like I need to sit down in front of a TV, but I really like that mm-hmm. people kind of took that. They were like, fuck you. I watched Netflix at nine different parts for, per movie, <laughs> right. half of it's in the toilet, you know, like, <laughs> like that's, that's real life. <laughs> I had to have my legs amputated because I was on the toilet yeah. for so long, but it's I did Scorsese's watch it. fault. I'm suing him <laughs> for toilet legs. <laughs> uh, sounds like a show title to me. Um, <laughs> Uh, but like overall, I, uh, I thought it was good. I don't know if it will win, uh, an Academy Award or whatever. Um, I suppose it could, but it's nominated the, uh, for a lot, yeah. the, the special effects, like the, the young, like in the war, Robert De Niro is the most like CGI, like video gamey looking portion of it, but mm. that's not really that long of a scene. And uh, even when they DH him like early on in the movie, because you're following the 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 life of this one guy, um, I kind of get used to it a little bit. You know, I'm willing to to forgive like the characters are compelling enough to where I'm I'm not harping on it too much. And I was uh, busting Scorsese's chops there for using CGI and whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, eh, for the most part, you know, I can I can get over it. I don't okay. I don't think his intended audience is going to have a big problem with that yeah mm-hmm. um and, and overall I'm, I'm glad i watched it but i i could definitely see how some people would be like yeah this is like i i can't keep going with this you know it's just yeah. it's too long you're, you're seeing it was entertaining ha- enough for me have you ever watched hoffa with jack nicholson i've never seen that i think i've only seen half of it <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i've never seen oh, it damn you're on a roll today <laughs> just keep throwing them up there <laughs> that's a no from brett <laughs> uh no i've never i've never seen it is, oh, it, is it good it's is pretty it good up? it's got uh, jack nicholson and um mm-hmm. dan devito and uh oh, okay. i'll try to compare it to you because it's about jimmy hoffa but this one's basically focusing on hoffa only yeah yeah so it doesn't really it shows the mob but hmm I guess Do I would Danny say DeVito and Joe Pesci played the same role. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. Joe Pesci, or the short Dan stature DeVito, gentleman. Danny DeVito is not a mafia guy. He's like, he works for the, mm-hmm. what's the thing? Uh, what does Hoffa do? The, yeah, he works for the union. Like, labor union. Yeah, he, yeah. He's a union guy. And it, it kind of seemed yeah. like he was the Irish man, but like he was mm-hmm. a guy that took care of stuff for Hoffa. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what it seemed like. But I, I was just to watch it and you can kind of compare the two. And I was like, I was when I was thinking about it, I was watching. I'm like, well, this is. I mean, I remember Hoffa. This is happened the same here. It was like just a little different what they did. Mm-hmm. But Hoffa is a much older movie compared to what they did now. Yeah. So I guess maybe they have from, more facts now. I guess the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never seen Hoffa, but from what I understand, if I remember correctly from you know movies back in the day, um, I think Hoffa is a precursor to Batman Returns, right? Because. Um, 
he plays Oswald Cobblepot in both, Danny DeVito. And then he's it's like, true. oh, yeah, I'm, I should look weird. So then he gets that weird <laughs> beak nose, and then he eats a fish in front of somebody. Uh, and, then Jack, and Jack Nicholson, who's Hoffa, becomes the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That all makes sense. Okay. That all works out. That works out. Yeah. That actually uh, sounds believable mm-hmm. as a movie franchise. So there's a, you're saying there's a prequel to the Tim Burton Batman series that I just found out about today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and normally I don't like Tim Burton, but if you see Hoffa, mm-hmm. I hear it makes it um, good. So, oh, okay. You know. So it actually kind of adds to it. Yeah. 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 So it was released, Hoffa was released in 92, same year as Batman Returns. So oh. I think I have to look that up now. But listen, <laughs> the facts here are questionable, and that's the way we like it, damn it. <laughs> But uh, I think that kind of strengthens the argument. It's like, uh, you know, they did the Star Wars thing. They showed the middle story with Batman, and then they showed a dual uh, sequel and a prequel, 92, mm-hmm. Batman Returns and Hoffa. Wow. Interesting theory, well, you guys. Hey, as as we're talking about uh, DC, like multiverse and all that stuff, uh, I also watched another thing, Stephen. Oh, okay. Uh, from uh, first three parts in December, last two parts in January. Hmm. I watched, uh, I don't know if you've even heard about this, Stephen, but uh, the DCCW shows around winter break every mm. year, they do a crossover event. And yeah, this yeah. year they did a Crisis on Infinite Earths type of uh, story. Um, a lot of those CW Arrowverse shows, um, they exist in the same universe, but not all of them. So, for example, Supergirl takes place on a different Earth than The Flash and Arrow. Mm. And I think Batwoman has her own Earth as well. I've not kept up with all of this stuff. Black Lightning has his own separate universe. Well, on the show, and there be spoilers ahead, laddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are... Uh, it's based on a, a DC Comics 12-issue series back in the day where it was... Um, they had all these different Earths out there. Um, so you had, like, your main DC Earth, and then you also had, like, a, a separate DC Earth where the characters were older. Superman had gray in his temples, and uh, Batman had, like, a daughter and everything. Uh, Robin had, uh, you know, grown past the booty shorts, but he had uh, yellow <laughs> leggings. It was almost worse. But, he was um, still trying to fit in them, but we kept telling yeah, him he didn't. It was, it was funny. <laughs> he didn't have J-Lo's body, they'll say that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tried, you know. Yeah. He did some buns of steel exercises. It's all good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they uh, DC had acquired the, uh, like, Shazam characters mm-hmm. and all the Charlton characters and whatnot. So they had this miniseries to where they kind of added all these characters into one big saga. And then at the end of the thing, they all existed on, on one Earth for the most part. Mm. So the CW Crisis is doing essentially the same thing. So the, uh, again, spoilers, but the outcome was the same. So at the end of it, all of those hero characters are now mm. on the same earth interesting um, all their, I, their realities i always thought they together. were interesting no um they did not so big plot point the uh the interesting thing about this is they have uh, it's incredible it's incredible like i'm a, a big marvel fan i think the marvel mm-hmm. movies uh decimate all the dc ones but i do like the uh the Arrowverse shows kind of generally. I haven't kept up with all of them except for maybe The Flash. But I do think it's a hell of an accomplishment because, Stephen, they 
have tie-ins to almost every live action version of DC characters. So hmm. there's a little bit of a nod to the 88 Tim Burton Batman movie at the beginning of one of those episodes. Hmm. They have a cameo appearance by Burt Ward as Dick Grayson, <laughs> we assume, in there yeah. from uh, Batman 66. We've got um, Brandon Routh. He plays the Atom on the Arrowverse shows, mm-hmm. but they also have him as Superman again from Superman oh, Returns, wow. which is also tying in with the Kingdom Come Superman like story from the comics. Um and uh geez what else they've got all kinds of stuff uh they have tom welling who played clark mm-hmm. kent on smallville oh, awesome. he's in it as clark kent um and it's just like crazy how they got all these cameos i imagine the budget for it was like incredible yeah yeah uh, just because they had so many characters uh, brought back and so many actors they had to pay but uh one of the craziest things is um the flash uh he there's there's a, a 90s version of the Flash TV show. Mm-hmm. Did you ever... Are you familiar no. with that? Okay. So, as a, a nod to that series, they had the actor who played that that version of uh, Barry Allen, the Flash, um, play Barry's dad in uh, the modern version, the, uh, the CW version of, mm-hmm. of that show. And then his dad eventually goes away. But then they have that same actor play a different version of the Flash from a multiverse. It's, it's a whole thing. Crazy. So so they've got two versions of the Flash, one from the current show, one from the 90s show that are on there. But Stephen, that's not the only Flash that's in this. <laughs> because there's like a minute and a half scene where Ezra Miller's version of the Flash from the Justice League movie shows up. That's what in I heard. series. And it's so fucking crazy to see. And I didn't realize until that episode came out, but evidently he didn't have a superhero name because they they interact with each other. And Ezra Miller acts, asks Grant Gustin's version of The Flash, who are you? And he's like, I'm The Flash. And then Ezra Miller's like, The Flash? The Flash? Like, he's just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's a good name to use. So it's just so fucking crazy. That's interesting. But... It was so much fun to to watch, and there's like a like they they really get like the main story in the first four episodes of the crossover, and it's mm-hmm. all like streaming on the CW app right now. Uh, you can go check it out. But um, so it, I think I don't know. There, there's like a major like DC like heroes death in the the mm. show uh, twice though, and um, <laughs> then like there's another character that that dies, and then. Anyway, um, by the time you get to that last part of it, it's really kind of looking at the ramifications of all of those uh, universes being smashed together and all of those realities merging and Mm -hmm. everything. And I just thought it was handled so, so well. It was such a fun thing to see that uh, I was super impressed with it. And the way that last episode ends is just like chef's kiss, you know, I just I loved it so much. So I'm I'm not going to keep watching. John Favreau was in it as chef and he kissed who? John Favreau was in it as Iron Man. Oh wow! And he yeah. took over. Yeah, exactly. You know, as the Iron Chef. Yeah, the Iron <laughs> and that's why you have Daniel Sanchez on your podcast. Oh my God, that was yeah. perfect. It was great. Holy shit! Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's all good. Uh, I'm not going to keep up with all those shows. I just don't have you know, mm-hmm. five hours every week to commit to everything. But, you know, I'll keep up with The Flash. But I had a ton of fun watching it. It, it was That's pretty uh, fun, it was, yeah. It was good times. 
yeah daniel do you watch those at all i do not don't watch those shows I've never gotten into them, but uh, I keep hearing about this Crisis on Infinite Earths thing. Uh, Brent, is that something that you could watch, like, without watching the rest of it? Could you start for just that, like, kind of crossover thing? I mean, you you might be confused about, like, some of the, um, the various, like, interactions with, like, uh, side characters and whatnot. Yeah. But for the most part, uh, it's like, okay, here's the good guys, here's the bad guy, mm-hmm. here's all these alternate universes. Honestly, like, that's half the fun of it is just seeing what cameos show up yeah kevin conroy fun. kevin conroy mm-hmm. who voiced batman in the animated series is in the movie i'm sorry <laughs> the uh the, the, the series as a kind of a retired batman yeah um which is so cool like he's my batman you know so mm-hmm. it's, it was awesome to uh to see him in there so it's just like so much fun stuff in there it's kind of like the spider-verse which i still haven't seen but uh like all the people coming together you know and it's like different incarnations of it it's kind of fun right so it's yeah. a cool storyline people seem to like right now so i'm down mm-hmm. with that yeah hell yeah well that sounds so. really cool um yeah I, I follow some people online that that like those shows a lot and uh, i forget you don't mention it a lot brent yeah, about the flash or the, i guess because those other shows kind of fell by the wayside for you too but I'm glad you. He, uh, he ha- he's fast like lightning, so he has lightning. I don't know what <laughs> what's confusing. I totally get the flash. Don't worry, I get yeah. it. I get it deep in my soul. I understand why he has lightning. It totally makes sense. He's not just fast. He's lightning fast. Totally makes total sense. Lightning is red. He wears red. Yeah. It makes sense. Just go just, with it. Just let it happen. I'm sure there's like a technical thing why he's red. Like it probably ink wise back in the days. For mm-hmm. coloring, yeah. but uh, you know, I uh, I don't watch those shows because I don't know when I want to watch something or watch something different because I get all my I guess comic information just either reading comics or whatever I can mm-hmm. pop culture wise. But right. when it comes to watching shows, I want to watch something different. So I just never yeah, get into those shows. I just it's a big commitment. Yeah. Like there's there's like twenty four episodes to each season, so they have to fill like there can be a lot of filler in there, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it does take them a little while to like, okay, here's here's our main antagonist. We're going to stretch him out for the entire season? Okay, well, I, sure. I, I guess we'll stall ourselves doing something. All right. <laughs> I, I do like uh, yeah. th- they seem to have found a unique pocket of success for DC with those. So I'm glad mm. that they have that going uh, as the movies continue being a, a trade wreck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. At least to me. And Steven, <laughs> if, if you think... In the final and like fifth and final part of the Crisis crossover, they don't fight a giant stuffed animal. You are oh, okay. out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> the giant stuffed animal from Iron Man three. I, I can't say it's a big bunny. Relax about it. Oh hey, the uh... <laughs> my favorite line from Iron Man three. <laughs> the Iron Chef comes into play. It makes sense. That's right. It's yeah. a Trojan bunny. He pops uh-huh. out from the belly. It, it's gonna work i get it i see where you're going with it and i've, I've figured yep. it out mm-hmm. but uh yeah. yeah that's cool i uh i don't know if i would actually ever watch that i just wondered yeah if that was a uh, approachable for just a, a crossover episode because it is a lot to get into for the backstory and i just have other things to watch too and i have other things mm-hmm. to eat too that's when my stomach just trying <laughs> chime in right now um it's lunchtime after all um uh, but uh but yeah i'm glad you're enjoying it and that it's out in the world so Daniel, do you have anything else on uh, on your pop culture radar you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it shortly. I think my phone is dying, so unfortunately. <laughs> okay, but uh, speaking of watch stuff, I did watch The Watchmen. 
the uh, eight episode uh, HBO series, and that was great. I'm so awesome. excited to finally watch it. Yeah. I'm waiting for a but few months. But is, yeah. If you never read the comic book, it's gonna not be this comparable to the movie because that's what it's based mm-hmm. upon. It's based upon information from the comic, not the movie. Okay. Because cool. the movie, the way they, I really hated the way the movie ended. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't end like the comic book, so it pissed me off. I know they did the director's cut, but that's not what came out in theaters. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I uh, still have never seen the director's cut of it. Um, Brent had gotten me into that book. Uh, years ago when I was first getting into comics so but it's been a while I've I could it's been a while I can totally uh, read that (laughs) (laughs) the full Eltas experience yeah yeah, that's right yeah Yeah, no it's 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 a good uh, I mean it takes place in Tulsa so yeah I I guess I was was curious about it yeah since you guys you guys are from the area near the area yeah I, guess I, that I haven't seen this show to say if it's okay to say, yeah, it's really from Tulsa. I know well, that there's a race riot in it, and that's not great. Yeah, and so. the I guess it's based on facts about the, I don't know the exact details, but uh, it's pretty good series. It, is, it takes place, I mean, it takes something like how it, uh, the original Watchmen did, something about what's going on in that time. It mm-hmm. tied into comic books, and now they're kind of tying in whatever's going on right now with all the racism and the political yep. things. It's, they tie into that, so it's pretty cool. And but they doing that, taking things from the headlines from real life, but tying in all the stuff that had to do with the comic book and um, is really mm-hmm. cool. Like tying up some of the stories that didn't really had their ending in the comic book, but you know you always want to know well, what happens on after that. So mm-hmm. so they tied okay. that up. So I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it seems pretty cool because uh, I'm surprised. Like given the the reaction to the movie when it came out versus like the fans of the book and how they changed stuff for the movie. And then this being like when I first heard about it and it seemed like fans were like really unsure of what it was going to be because they were like, well, it's not just like we're not just doing that the story of the comic book over. We're doing like a story in that world. Yeah. And it seems to have gotten like pretty much universal love from people from what I've heard, like and like love that people are like, this is one of the best shows of the year. And I'm, I'm just so surprised, um, given people are such fans of that original book, that uh, people are accepting this so much. That that really speaks to how good it is, you know? So yeah. it's pretty rad. I think it's it's kind of like, you know, like how the DC shows are doing well. Like, you know, it's kind of hard to... If you try to cram something in two hours, it doesn't really work out as well. But if you can mm-hmm. have that time to tell it within eight episodes or six to let it breathe more, especially when there's kind of a dense, you know, you know, mythology, especially the stories. I think they work better out compared to like some of the movies they do, you know? Yeah, for sure. Cause even more, some Marvel movies have those complaints like, Oh, well you kind of wonder like, well, some of the things like, Oh, this doesn't really make sense. But if you knew the comic history of that character, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Cause my wife asked me like, well, what's this? I'm like, Oh, well you have to read the comic book. You kind of get a better idea of it. So, but, yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but, um, yeah, if you ever get a chance, I don't want to spoil anything. It, it should really watch it. It's got a great, yeah. every episode is just vast knowledge of idea of each character. I mean, I wish there was one character that showed up, but they never, they hint at him, but they never show him at all. Mm-hmm. But you get Wolverine? Most- <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was in it. <laughs> yeah, this Deadpool cameo in Nashua. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, uh, I, there was one character I wish they showed, but they never did. And um, uh, uh, I would hope to, but mm-hmm. there's talks that they will do another one. But if you listen to yeah. the Watchmen podcast, the writer and producer says he's done. Like, mm-hmm. that was his story he yep. had to tell, and he really doesn't want to tell another one. Yeah. And, like, the way the, the podcast talk about it, like, 
like HBO kept egging him on to do this to do the series, but he said no, no, and eventually he had an idea when he read something that inspired him to do this and tie it into Watchmen that he had an idea to write it. But mm-hmm. I say unless he gets another one like that, it's that's pretty much it. It's the end of the story. I like now. that better. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's good too. I had um, a, a guy I follow from Slash Film, Jacob Hall, had mentioned if, if he was like, if they have any courage at HBO or the writers, or the directors and stuff is just like, let this stand on its own. And at best, they were like, revisit this in another generation when there's a story to tell, if there's yeah. a story to tell. Yeah. And I was like, that would be fucking epic to have like that comic book. People can, you know, leave the movie if they want, but then like go to this, which is like another step in that story that people really loved. And like another step whatever 20 30 years from now would be pretty amazing uh, yeah. if they have the the balls to do that but uh it seems like people would be really happy for the most part if they left it on its own yeah just yeah. you know for the quality of it at least so like people would but i'm sure the people executives at the big ups want more, more. yeah right that's the thing I always want more it was kind of weird too because Watchmen, as it stands by itself, those twelve issues, you know, you can find the collection everywhere. It really stands by itself. You can just read that and call it good. But it wasn't until like recently that we kind of got two separate sequels to it. You know, with the the Watchmen TV show being one, and then the other one being Doomsday Clock mm. from DC Comics, where mm. those Watchmen characters kind of cross over with the DC, the main DC universe. And uh, I, I really loved that series. I thought it was really well done. So I'm, I'm really eager to watch the show and see how that that adds to it, that, that like quality, that high standard for, for Watchmen. Yeah, I haven't want, read that one yet. I haven't had a chance yet. I went for the collection if I pick it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, from what I've heard and like on other podcasts, like uh, it doesn't seem like they tie too well together. The, uh, so it's like its own little universe. Like if Watchmen... Mm-hmm. Because I think watch uh, the the tie more to DC, the new one, right? Yeah, the the Doomsday Clock. Yeah, you mean Doomsday Clock? Yeah, the tie yeah. more DC characters and things like that. This one is doesn't really reference that at all. So, hmm. which I think it was is, always great about is. Watchmen is they it was just a standalone series. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, it is kind of weird though that like in Doomsday Clock we have, the, I mean, there's there's parts where you see. Dr. Manhattan's dick, but then also Superman is in the same book, which is just, it doesn't seem like it, it goes and together. You don't see his dick? Well, I don't want to spoil All anything. Right. All right. I want to see a, a, a dick off, I guess. Yeah. Between those two fellows. I just got to say. I, I, you know, honestly, as I was reading it, I was like, wow, Lois Lane should be in her own uh, Japanese series. Uh, you know, my, my super husband doesn't fit, you know? He's got a hell of a hog he's working with. <laughs> The next crossover on Infinite Earths. <laughs> it's like a, a in shadow, and it looks like a spaceship, and it's just a, a dong. It's just Superman <laughs> flying in, in space. I just have the beginning. We, we'll, we'll workshop the rest of it, but yeah. Oh, oh, we lose. We lost him. Yep, he's gone. With dong talk, he's gone. <laughs> he did say his phone was about to die. <laughs> we just kicked him off the goddamn show. Get out of here, Daniel. Well, um, maybe we should just just go ahead and wrap it up. Then. I thought kind of maybe we should. Okay. You know? um, sure. Well, Daniel abruptly left the show because of his phone dying, and that happens. But uh, we certainly enjoyed having him on. If we can get it back on here, we will try. 
but uh, that might just be it. And, uh, you know, we were kind of wrapping it up anyways. What, what do you yeah. say? So, sure. Um, you know, we, we kind of said our, our, our stuff today. I, I assume, Brent, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about on your lists? No, I'm, like that? I'm good for now. So are we announcing next week right now, or are we still up in the air about that? I think we, we confirmed. We might as well. You know, right. I'm, I'm good to uh, to go with it. So we are going to continue our nunchuck order of the Star Wars uh, watch party by mm-hmm. uh, swinging back around and hitting Solo slash Rogue One. Yes. Because uh, we already did, what is it? We did a, a whole show on Solo. We did, all yeah. Han, Han Yourself, something like that. I looked at it the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, but we didn't do one for Rogue One. Is that right? No, no. That, okay. that uh, movie came out before the podcast was a predated us. A gliz, in, uh, a gliz, a glint in our balls. <laughs> it was just a jizz in our balls. <laughs> jizz in our balls. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that one the first time, and then also just kind of throw in some solo talk because we already done a full episode on that. But uh, mm-hmm. just to see how they play out. It'll be kind of fun to to rewatch those. So, so canonically speaking, mm. Solo takes place before. Um, Rogue One because Rogue One yes. Rogue One leads directly into A New Hope. Yeah. But where does where does Solo fit between the prequels or does it? Is I don't it the know. prequels and then Solo? Um, I wonder. Uh, I'm looking it up where Solo fits in the Star Wars timeline right now. Um, it says roughly two decades after the Phantom Menace or around 11 to 14 years before A New Hope. So it's kind of like right in the middle. I, I assume you could watch kind of episode two and then solo would be kind of around the same time. Um, okay. Would be more of the idea. I'm not sure because it's like two decades. Yeah, two decades after the Phantom Menace. That doesn't make much sense. It's only been like 10 years between the Phantom Menace and uh, episode two. So I don't know. I'd have to maybe research a little bit, a little bit more. I'm- I've never known Star Wars to not make sense. This is It always scary. does. They this have the whole terrifying. thing planned out, so that's cool. From the beginning, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they've known every step of the way what they're doing. Um, but yeah, so we're going to, anyway, swing back around and, and talk about those two. So uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. I saw the poster for A New Hope, because I own that one, uh, show up the other day, and I actually got excited <laughs> oh, <okay>. about it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> It sounded so weird to me. I saw the poster because I have it. Uh, and uh, I realized, like, oh, where did I see it? Oh, it's because it was in my library because I have it. Um, not the poster itself, obviously, the digital poster on the digital library of my movies. And uh, But, yeah, so I was actually, like, after talking to uh, Austin about it, um, I was like, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this one again. I want to give you another shot. So And just yeah. being so into Star Wars right now sounds kind of rad. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, looking forward to that. And then I think that'll be it for the rewatch. We can also next week finalize our rankings yes. post rewatch that'll be very interesting right it will uh, it will because okay. uh there, there's i know of some i want to reorder but yeah, um, i do for Rogue sure one and solo um they could move uh from where they are right now yeah uh, potentially you know depending on on how i feel when we had ross lichtai on he had mentioned that after seeing Solo the first time and not caring for it, he said, uh, per his brother's call, he said, you know, go ahead and watch it a second time, mm. and uh, it's better. And sure enough, he did, and mm-hmm. he did. So we'll see so how that So that's goes. what I need to, yeah, I need to give it another shot. Fresh mm-hmm. eyes, see how I like it, so. For, I, You know, I totally forgot, and I need to know how he got his last name. Mm-hmm. How he got that blaster. How did Chewbacca get a shorter name yep how did those things happen we need to see them happen to know they even happened 
How do you show that you are angry on a hologram phone call <laughs> without screaming? Wait, how, how do you? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So we're getting excited about this then. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mediocrely excited about Solo. Yeah. Again, but uh, Rogue One, we'll see how that one goes. Mm-hmm. That one I'm a, a little more pumped for. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, uh, Brent, uh, let's thank Daniel for being on the show. Round of applause. We did it for you. You did it for us. We did it together. I don't know. New theme song idea. Um, so, <laughs> uh, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can contact us by email at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod, L T A S pod. You can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at Stephen Fisher 22 and Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. And until next week, Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. And don't, don't forget to follow Daniel on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. You can follow him at Sanjo's Goes West on uh, both of those social media platforms. Yes, excellent. Okay. And he go is. look at his Joe Vimber stuff for sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of effort into it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. With that, the painting style. What, what is it called again? Gouache. Gouache. Yeah. It's gouache. 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 That's mm-hmm. a cool word. Why'd you go gouache my car? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird. I, like, it doesn't roll off the tongue. It kind of hacks itself up from your throat a little bit. That's right. But uh, but yeah, so without further ado, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I'm Daniel. And let's talk later. Gord? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. And then for a sync word... Um, any options? Cause I've got got nothing. Mac and cheese. Okay. Well, asked and answered. There we go. Nobody will know why, but that's gonna be, yeah. Yeah. No one know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mac and cheese on three, one, two, three. Mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese. There we go. All right. So Daniel, um, it's good to have you back on the show. Uh, obviously. This is going to be in the outtakes because this is what we have to do now. Oh, so um, we've had some weird uh, internet issues, but we've resolved that. But since this is your your second time on the show, the long awaited return. Lo- yeah, absolutely. Damn straight. Batman returned, and so did you. So, <laughs> wow, high company. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, things have changed in uh, the last, I think, year you've been on. I think you came on last January. I think. It's like episode 81. February 10th. Oh, wow. Really close. Mm. Almost a full year away. Yeah. Wow. February 10th. That was the January Mm -hmm. of February's. And (laughs) uh, so we've, we've, uh, things are just a little bit different when we record. Hopefully there's not a a big difference in uh, the podcast itself, but Steven got a new microphone. It has an afro, as you can see. I can see that. Um, And uh, I I do have my, my laundry going in the background so i'm sure at a certain point you'll get to hear that oh, it's a sweet. big treat um all of our listeners really enjoy it um no one cares about that um, yeah, and then sh- also th- this is something different something that's never happened in the history of the podcast steven has a non-plain shirt on <laughs> uh, normally he wears just plain colors often a uh, charcoal true. gray sometimes mm-hmm. a red if he's feeling frisky but today he's got a striped shirt on Yep. Uh, black and white stripe because he's I mean you know not kind of 
He's, it's it's stripes, you know. We're not gonna yeah. delve into colors too much. Did you, but, did you just get out of prison or yeah. what? You know, nineteen forty. <laughs> <what> said, damn it. <laughs> As brown people, that's where our minds go. Just broke from the chain gang. <laughs> I said I thought I looked like I belonged on a yacht, and Brent said prison. I feel like I'm sending off the wrong signal, but Brent seems to hold the idea that there are yacht prisons, which I can't refute because I'm not the ultra rich. So I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I guess that's a vibe. Yeah, you got those prison yacht vibes you're putting yep. out. <laughs> <laughs> We're it's, on a yacht, but we uh, also still have to break all these rocks that they loaded on here. So, you know, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. it's a good life overall, you know, but yeah. it has its ups and downs. The mm-hmm. sea, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a sailing joke, but um, which I'm really into. And um, <laughs> what can I say? I wanted to impress today. I wish I would have worn a red shirt because I would have matched you fellows. Well, more uh, than red, but yeah. Okay, so there you go. So I, I feel not as often. That's good. Um, but you know, I wanted to throw it up, change it up, <laughs> do little stripes. Mm-hmm. So here I am, feeling frisky. Back to you, Brad. <laughs> that was our shirt report. Um, I'm glad we could all experience that together. <laughs> the shirt report. It's like a, a in shadow, and it looks like a spaceship, and it's just a, a dong. It's just Superman <laughs> flying in, in space. I just have the beginning. We, we'll, we'll workshop the rest of it, but... Yeah. Oh. Oh. We lose... We lost him. Yep, he's gone. With dong talk, he's gone. <laughs> he did say his phone was about to die. <laughs> we just kicked him off the goddamn show. Get out of here, Daniel. I wonder. Wonder if he's still. Are you still recording? Yeah, you are. Okay. Well, yeah, just kept it going. Second. Let me see if his his phone die died. Well, if you uh, text how that's gonna work if I text him. <laughs> You do your best, you know, it's all anybody can do. It's just like one of those things where you've got, you know, glasses on, sunglasses, whatever you may, may wear. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, where are they? And they're on your face, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. It's just like that. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what else I was thinking? What's Rex's that? chicken. <laughs> oh, Stephen, I'd be lying if I, That's all I think about. didn't tell you I had it last night. Oh. I guess I wouldn't be lying if I didn't tell you. That's just like not mentioning it. Did you have, but, was it enjoyable? It was all right. You know, I'm just used you, to having it. Yeah. Um, anytime I want it. Yeah. Hey, Rex, get over here. You just put it right in your mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes a little noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Every jealous. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, I think I was just at a pet store and I was eating a rubber chicken. That's what uh, it was. Okay. Yeah. You should check that out, sir. You should definitely <laughs> check that. Yeah. How was your poop this morning? Did it also make those noises? I I haven't been able to go oh, uh, since no. dinner last night. So. <laughs> it actually kind of hurts. Um, <laughs> I think I need to get this checked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's keep recording. Let me see if I can add Daniel back to this. Oh, super. Just for funsies. Let's see. Let's see if this works. My stomach's going to chime in. It's going to be like... Brrr. Oh. Hello. And recording. You're back. All right. We'll probably do another sync real quick. Yep. There goes my stomach. You hear it? It's so loud. Steven, it sounds like your guts need a little bit of mac and cheese. Hey. So let's, let's sync. Let's sync back with that. On three, one, two, three.
mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese. There we go. So Daniel, we ended up just like ending the the episode after after Carl got dropped. But we're kind of like heading that direction anyway. Got so it. so we're all good. But uh, if you would, you can give us a a, a clean. Uh, what do we say at the end of the show? Oh yeah, we just say our names. <laughs> I'm blank. So, <laughs> so if you would, uh, just give me a, a clean. I'm Daniel, and I'll edit that into the uh, the end of the show. Like all robots out. I'm Daniel. There we go. What about Lord? a what, what about a dirty one? Brent, you want a dirty one? Yeah. I'm Daniel. Yeah. Let's give us that dirty Sanchez. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. been waiting for that for years it's yeah. the kind of gold you get in the outtakes here so yeah absolutely uh, and no dirty sa- <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to look at my kids in around because i don't want to hear oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter came out earlier when she's like are you done yet and i'm like uh it just died so give me a second Almost yeah time for that. yeah so let's see. oh she came back right now wait should we should we, should we just go th- Steven, should we mm. start the the dirty? Oh, so uh, we'll do like an, a new until next time. Does that sound yeah. good? Yeah. Okay. Again, just refine. Are, are you good to go, Daniel? Uh, in a minute. You guys can talk. You're someone complaining in the background of you, my daughter, my youngest. Oh. Just give me dirty looks right now. This is the thing we don't have to worry about. Our dogs might give us dirty looks, but they can't stop us from the podcast. Oh, yeah. Daughter is a little different. There's actually a baby gate and a closed door separating yeah. me from my dogs right now. So this is I'm, I'm, feel, I'm living the life over here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in like the second kitchen area recording because I don't have like an office space decor. So, mm-hmm. so I'm out in the it open. Happens. I'm exposed. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking right. of exposed, um, <laughs> until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I'm Daniel Sanchez. Oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh wow, we got the last oh. name in there. <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was sexy. I liked it. Yeah. This is. Good. Can you still hear my stomach? This is crazy. Is that what that is? Yeah. If it's like a low rumbling weirdness. Did you not eat breakfast this morning? Hey, I didn't. You're my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> He's outside. I, give me a second. Oh, one minute. I stole her charger, so she's mad. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> okay, well, Brent, did you need anything else uh, out of this gentleman? No, I think, just an I think offering. we're good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to say thanks, guys. I appreciate it, even though with yeah, all the right trouble. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, no problem. On. No problem. We, we got it figured out. So, so oh, yeah, yeah, that was work. fine. No, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be a, an LTAS show if things didn't go wrong. So it was part of the course, and uh, I kind of actually liked it. It threw me back in the rhythm, if it will, if you will. So, did you say it's it's barf for the course? It's barf for the course. <laughs> I'm a little drunk right now. No. That's how I say it. <laughs> it's barf for the courts. Yeah, <laughs> Your Honor, it is simply barf for the courts. I ask that you release my client. From jail immediately. <laughs> oh, this is a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, uh, excuse me. I, I will take ten piece. I do declare. <laughs> I can't do a certain accent. That's all right. I think maybe you have to to be from yeah. here to really like feel it. I'll just go. Know? 
Maybe you get a dialect coach. Yeah, I'll go still. with the, okay, bro, yeah, bro. Or, what a fool, you got a problem? I got those. Oh, too. gosh. Right. <laughs> Take him to the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, you should go in the other room and check that your wife didn't spontaneously birth a child because that was the daddest dad joke, and I loved it. <laughs> Does somebody order Mexican? everything. Oh, 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 oh,